Welcome to Bible Curious, where we explore the entire Bible from cover to cover, asking ourselves, what is the Holy Bible? What claims does it make about God? And what message does it have for us today? Whether you are faithful or unfaithful, believing, unbelieving, or just plain curious, this series is for you. I'm Arthur Milliken, and today we will be reading Genesis chapters 32 through 35 from the World English Bible. You can find our reading plan at biblecurious.org forward slash plan. The book of Genesis chapter 32, Introduction. Jacob's impending reunion with his estranged brother Esau understandably makes him nervous because Esau had vowed to murder Jacob upon the death of their father Isaac. Yahweh had promised to bless Jacob even as far back as the womb when he prophesied to Rebekah in chapter 25, two nations are in your womb, two peoples will be separated from your body. One people will be stronger than the other people. The elder will serve the younger. But Jacob still wrestles with his faith, quite literally, even to the point of physically assaulting God himself. Yes, you heard me correctly. This chapter includes Jacob's fear of Esau. Jacob wrestles with God. Chapter 32 Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. When he saw them, Jacob said, This is God's army. He called the name of that place Mahanaim. Jacob sent messengers in front of him to Esau his brother, to the land of Seir, the field of Edom. He commanded them, saying, This is what you shall tell my lord Esau. This is what your servant Jacob says. I have lived as a foreigner with Laban and stayed until now. I have cattle, donkeys, flocks, male servants, and female servants. I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find favor in your sight. The messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother Esau. He is coming to meet you, and four hundred men are with him. Jacob was greatly afraid and was distressed. He divided the people who were with him, along with the flocks, the herds, and the camels, into two companies. He said, If Esau comes to the one company and strikes it, then the company which is left will escape. Jacob said, God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, Yahweh, who said to me, Return to your country and to your relatives, and I will do you good. I am not worthy of the least of all the loving kindness." and of all the truth which you have shown to your servant. For with just my staff I crossed over this Jordan, and now I have become two companies. Please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he come and strike me and the mothers with the children. You said I will surely do you good, and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which can't be counted because there are so many. He stayed there that night, and took from that which he had with him a present for Esau, his brother, two hundred female goats and twenty male goats, two hundred ewes and twenty rams, thirty milk camels and their colts, forty cows, ten bulls, twenty female donkeys, and ten foals. He delivered them into the hands of his servants, every herd by itself, and said to his servants, 
pass over before me and put a space between herd and herd? He commanded the foremost, saying, When Esau my brother meets you and asks you, saying, Whose are you? Where are you going? Whose are these before you? Then you shall say, They are your servant Jacob's. It is a present sent to my lord Esau. Behold, he is also behind us. He commanded also the second, and the third, and all that follow the herds, saying, This is how you shall speak to Esau when you find him. You shall say, Not only that, but behold, your servant Jacob is behind us. For, he said, I will appease him with the present that goes before me, and afterward I will see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. So the present passed over before him, and he himself stayed that night in the camp. He rose up that night and took his two wives and his two servants and his eleven sons and crossed over the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them over the stream and sent over that which he had. Jacob was left alone and wrestled with a man there until the breaking of the day. When he saw that he didn't prevail against him, the man touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was strained as he wrestled. The man said, Let me go, for the day breaks. Jacob said, I won't let you go unless you bless me. He said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. He said, Your name will no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have fought with God and with man and have prevailed. Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. He said, Why is it that you ask what my name is? So he blessed him there. Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for he said, I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. The sun rose on him as he passed over Peniel, and he limped because of his thigh. Therefore, the children of Israel don't eat the sinew of the hip, which is on the hollow of the thigh, to this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew of the hip. Jacob is so upset by his present state that when the angel of God appears to him, Jacob literally attacks him, hoping to physically wrangle out of God the blessing which Jacob feels has been denied to him so far. Strangely, Jacob's tactic seems to work. After Jacob refuses to release God without a blessing, God condescends to give Jacob exactly what he asks. You may have noticed that Jacob does not know the name of the angel of God, even though Jacob understands him to be a representative of the transcendent name Yahweh. When asked his name, God instead gives a new name to Jacob. Israel means he shall struggle with God and prophetically announces the character of the relationship between the nation of Israel and their covenant God, Yahweh. Does Jacob get away with this act of violence against his God? Not at all. In fact, the horror is multiplied greatly when the nation of Israel condemns him to crucifixion during the ministry of Jesus Christ. The Book of Genesis, Chapter 33, Introduction Tensions run high as Jacob prepares to meet with his estranged brother Esau, because Esau had promised to take revenge upon Jacob for deceiving their father decades ago.
This chapter includes Jacob meets Esau. Jacob settles in Shechem. Chapter 33 Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau was coming, and with him four hundred men. He divided the children between Leah, Rachel, and the two servants. He put the servants and their children in front, Leah and her children after, and Rachel and Joseph at the rear. He himself passed over in front of them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. Esau ran to meet him, embraced him, fell on his neck, kissed him, and they wept. He lifted up his eyes and saw the women and the children and said, Who are these with you? He said, The children whom God has graciously given your servants. Then the servants came near with their children, and they bowed themselves. Leah also and her children came near and bowed themselves. After them, Joseph came near with Rachel, and they bowed themselves. Esau said, What do you mean by all this company which I met? Jacob said, To find favor in the sight of my Lord. Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Let that which you have be yours. Jacob said, Please, no. If I have now found favor in your sight, then receive my present at my hand, because I have seen your face, as one sees the face of God, and you are pleased with me. Please take the gift that I have brought to you, because God has dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. He urged him, and he took it. Esau said, Let's take our journey, and let's go, and I will go before you. Jacob said to him, My Lord knows that the children are tender, and the flocks and herds with me have their young, and if they overdrive them one day, all the flocks will die. Please, let my Lord pass over before his servant, and I will lead on gently, according to the pace of the livestock that are before me, and according to the pace of the children, until I come to my Lord to see her. Esau said, Let me now leave with you some of the people who are with me. He said, Why? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir. Jacob traveled to Sukkoth, built himself a house, and made shelters for his livestock. Therefore, the name of the place is called Sukkoth. Jacob came in peace to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came from Paddan Aram and encamped before the city. He bought the parcel of ground where he had spread his tent at the hand of the children of Hamor, Shechem's father, for one hundred pieces of money. He erected an altar there and called it El Elohi Israel. El Elohi Israel means El is the God of Israel, or Mighty is the God of Israel. When Jacob wrestled with the angel of God last chapter and asked his name, the angel did not answer, and the name El for the supreme deity did eventually catch on among the Canaanites. This tender reunion between Jacob and Esau illustrates the healing power of forgiveness. Jacob shows wisdom and deference in his approach to his brother, who welcomes him with open arms. Jacob is also careful not to press his luck with Esau, purchasing land and settling near the city of Shechem instead of following his brother into the hill country of Seir. 
It's reasonable to assume that Esau had already received material wealth from their father Isaac, and so had no reason to bear any grudge toward his wayward brother. The Book of Genesis, Chapter 34, Introduction Having settled near the city of Shechem, Jacob and his clan find themselves in a sticky political situation over Jacob's daughter, Dina, and their solution creates a bigger problem than it solves. This chapter includes the defiling of Dina, the revenge of Dina's brothers. Chapter 34 Dina, the daughter of Leah, whom she bore to Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. Shechem, the son of Hamor the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her. He took her, lay with her, and humbled her. His soul joined to Dina, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the young lady, and spoke kindly to the young lady. Shechem spoke to his father Hamor, saying, Get me this young lady as a wife. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled Dina his daughter, and his sons were with his livestock in the field. Jacob held his peace until they came. Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to talk with him. The sons of Jacob came in from the field when they heard it. The men were grieved, and they were very angry because he had done folly in Israel in lying with Jacob's daughter, a thing that ought not to be done. Hamor talked with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him as a wife. Make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us, and take our daughters for yourselves. You shall dwell with us, and the land will be before you. Live and trade in it, and get possessions in it. Shechem said to her father and to her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and whatever you will tell me, I will give. Ask me a great amount for a dowry, and I will give whatever you ask of me. But give me the young lady as a wife. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor his father with deceit when they spoke, because he had defiled Dina their sister, and said to them, We can't do this thing to give our sister the one who is uncircumcised, for that is a reproach to us. Only on this condition will we consent to you. If you will be as we are, let every male of you be circumcised. Then will we give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters to us, and we will dwell with you, and we will become one people. But if you will not listen to us and be circumcised, then we will take our sister, and we will be gone. Their words pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. The young man didn't wait to do this thing because he had delight in Jacob's daughter, and he was honored above all the house of his father. Hamor and Shechem his son came to the gate of their city and talked with the men of their city, saying, These men are peaceful with us. Therefore let them live in the land and trade in it. For behold, the land is large enough for them. Let's take their daughters to us for wives, and let's give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men consent to us to live with us to become one people. If every male among us is circumcised, as they are circumcised, won't their livestock and their possessions and all their animals be ours? Only let's give our consent to them, and they will dwell with us. 
All who went out of the gate of his city listened to Hamor and to Shechem his son, and every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of his city. On the third day, when they were sore, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, each took his sword, came upon the unsuspecting city, and killed all the males. They killed Hamor and Shechem his son, the edge of the sword, and took Dinah out of Shechem's house and went away. Jacob's sons came on the dead and plundered the city because they had defiled their sister. They took their flocks, their herds, their donkeys, that which was in the city, that which was in the field, and all their wealth. They took captive all their little ones and their wives and took as plunder everything that was in the house. Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have troubled me to make me odious to the inhabitants of the land among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. I am few in number. They will gather themselves together against me and strike me, and I will be destroyed, I and my house. They said, Should he deal with our sister as with a prostitute? The deception of Jacob's sons is described in verse 13. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor, his father, with deceit, and spoke because he had defiled Dina and their sister. The Hebrew word for deceit, mirma, is the same word Isaac used to describe Jacob's deceit when stealing Esau's blessing in Genesis 27:35. He said, Your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. Even though none of Jacob's sons had yet been born when Jacob pulled his famous stunt, they still managed to learn from their father's example. This is original sin at work, and we can see how its horrors can multiply with each succeeding generation. The Book of Genesis, Chapter 35 Introduction Having worn out their welcome in Shechem, Jacob's clan is prompted by God to move onward to Bethel, where Jacob had previously seen the vision of Jacob's ladder and had sworn the following vow. If God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat, and clothing to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, and Yahweh will be my God, then this stone, which I have set up for a pillar, will be God's house. Of all that you will give me, I will surely give the tenth to you. After departing Bethel, Rachel will give birth to Jacob's twelfth son, naming him Ben-Oni, meaning son of my sorrow. But Jacob will veto this ominous name in favor of Benjamin, meaning son of my right hand. This chapter includes Jacob returns to Bethel. Jacob is named Israel. Benjamin is born, Rachel dies, the sons of Jacob, the death of Isaac. Chapter 35 God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and live there. Make there an altar to God, who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau your brother. Then Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you, purify yourselves, and change your garments. Let's arise and go to Bethel. I will make there an altar to God, who answered me in the day of my distress, 
and was with me on the day which I went. They gave to Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their hands, and the rings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. They traveled, and a terror of God was on the cities that were around them, and they didn't pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, that is, Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan, he and all the people who were with him. He built an altar there and called the place El Bethel, because their God was revealed to him when he fled from the face of his brother. Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried below Bethel under the oak, and its name was called Alan Bakuth. God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Paddan Aram and blessed him. God said to him, Your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be Jacob anymore, but your name will be Israel. He named him Israel. God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations will be from you and kings will come out of your body. The land which I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I will give it to you, and to your offspring after you, I will give the land. God went up from him in the place where he spoke with him. Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he spoke with him, a pillar of stone. He poured out a drink offering on it and poured oil on it. Jacob called the name of the place where God spoke with him Bethel. They traveled from Bethel. There was still some distance to come to Ephrath, and Rachel travailed. She had hard labor. When she was in hard labor, the midwife said to her, Don't be afraid, for now you will have another son. As her soul was departing, for she died, she named him Ben-Oni, but his father named him Benjamin. Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, also called Bethlehem. Jacob set up a pillar on her grave. The same is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Israel traveled and spread his tent beyond the Tower of Ader. While Israel lived in that land, Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard of it. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve, the sons of Leah, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun, the sons of Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin, the sons of Bilhah, Rachel's servant, Dan, and Naphtali, the sons of Zilpah, Leah's servant, Gad, and Asher. These are the sons of Jacob, who were born to him in Paddan Aram. Jacob came to Isaac, his brother, to Mamre, to Kiriath Arba, which is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac lived as foreigners. The days of Isaac were 180 years. Isaac gave up the spirit and died, and was gathered to his people, old and full of days. Esau and Jacob, his sons, buried him. Fifty years previously, Isaac had asked his favorite son Esau to hunt game and fix him his final meal so that Isaac could give him his dying blessing. Then his wife Rebekah and Jacob deceive him 
and his ensuing bitterness ends up adding 50 years to his lifespan. Life is full of surprises, but God in his mercy granted Jacob's prayer to return to his father in peace. Hearing about Jacob and his 12 sons may remind you of someone else who had 12 followers as he traveled the lands of Canaan. This, of course, is no accident. When the soul of Adam and Jacob incarnated as Jesus, he called the same 12 souls to accompany him in his ministry. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for illuminating your path from being sinful man in the Garden of Eden to becoming the perfect Son of God, dying for our sins at the gates of Jerusalem. Was this the narrative you told your disciples on the road to Emmaus in Luke 24, making their hearts burn with the Holy Spirit? Is it possible to comprehend the education of Christ? Is it true that you have opened the way for any of us to follow in your footsteps, to become sons and daughters of the Most High, just as you have? I shudder to think of it. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for listening. If you've satisfied any of your Bible curiosity, please rate this series. If you have feedback, write a review. And if you are still curious for more, please subscribe so that we can send you timely updates. And join us for our next episode, where we will be reading Genesis chapters 36 through 38. Joseph sold into Egypt. I'm telling you there's nothing but trouble in Egypt. This is Arthur Milliken saying good night and God bless.